We have a very special guest on today's show because we are bringing on Chargers first round pick Quentin Johnston to talk about his rookie season and why he thinks a breakout game could be coming soon. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons together. But this is our sixth year as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, on this Friday Night Lights edition of Locked On being your first listen every day. We appreciate you guys and all the everydayers out there. And to make sure you never miss the show, and big-time interviews like this, make sure to go subscribe or follow for free on Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, I think you got to do something pretty cool today. I certainly did. I got a very, very rare opportunity to talk to the Chargers' first-round pick, Quentin Johnston. And Quentin Johnston and I kind of have a little bit of a parallel because Quentin is from Temple, Texas, and that is where I live. So it was really cool getting to talk to Quentin about the people in the town that are just extremely proud of him and to a person just saying how great of a person he is, how great his family is. We talk a little bit about why he feels like a breakout game is going going to come happen very soon what his favorite foods are his, the little battle between in and out and water burger um and some of the things that he likes to do when he's not playing football so it was a great interview really felt like i got to know quentin johnson and i'm excited to share it with all of you guys yeah i mean i thought there was a lot of interesting stuff you know him talking about trying to add that jump ball to his game a little bit and that was contested catches what he thought about the other receivers in his draft class and if he kind of stacks himself up against those guys and why Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys as a Texas native is going to have a little extra bragging rights for him with a lot of family growing up Dallas Cowboys fans. But this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the code lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Here he is, Quentin Johnston. All right, guys, here he is, the Chargers' first-round pick, Quentin Johnston. Quentin, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Great, great. All right, man, so I'm going to start out like this. I'm an Army veteran who lives in your hometown of Temple, yeah. Texas. <laughs> People in Temple, they come up to me all the time. They're very, very proud to see you in the NFL. Yeah. I know both of your parents served in the Army. How do you feel about growing up in a military family and in a military community kind of shaped who you are today? Yeah, for sure. Um, especially just like coming up, uh, doing sports and just how I carry myself on and off the field or court or whatever sport I was doing. Uh, I felt like um, kind of my base level of um, just who I am as a person was built off uh, discipline and respect. Um, that's something I was always taught to have, um, you know, respect to everybody you come across, um, to everything, you know. Um, um, in other words, like treat people how you want to be treated um, yeah. and then and then uh, move with a certain level of kind of kind of kind of maturity, um, you know, you know, especially at a young age. So that was that was something that definitely always stuck with me. And, you know, the cool thing, uh, Quentin, is no matter who I talk to here in Temple, no matter who it is, whether it's about you or whether it's about your parents to a person, they mm -hmm. all say how great of a person you are and how great of people your parents are. So yeah. I know that that's definitely something that's impacted you. Yeah. 
But hey, you're going into a huge game here coming into the Monday night football against the Dallas Cowboys. As someone who grew up in Texas, does this game have any little extra special meaning to you? Uh, yeah, you know, it definitely does. A lot of my, a lot of my family members, I'm not going to name who specifically, but a lot of my family members definitely are big, uh, big fans of the team we're about to play. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to see what's going on this, uh, this coming up Monday. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. I'm sure that's going to be a, a fun little kind of trash talking situation yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is, uh, this is going to be your first primetime game at the NFL level, but mm. you did play some massive games um, on, you know, pretty big stages uh, as with TCU on their national championship run. Are you yeah. feeling any kind of nerves going into this Monday night football game? Or do you think those games kind of leading up to that TCU run kind of prepared you for this moment? Oh uh, yeah. And no, I feel like, I feel like I'm pretty prepared. Um, there's, there's really nothing to be nervous about at this point. Um, I feel like um, I feel like I'm here for a reason, so I'm just gonna go out there and prove, um, you know, that I, you know, deserve to be here. So um, all nerves kind of kind of went out the window after the first few preseason games. It's like, okay, I'm here. It's time to settle in. You know, just play my game. There you go, man. Absolutely. You were kind of in a unique position of getting drafted by a team that already had some established wide receivers, guys like yeah. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. With Mike out, you know, you know that your part in this offense is going to start to increase. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that breakout game is coming? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, you know, every day as, as I get more in tune with the playbook, um, more in tune with you know uh, quarterback, you know, and and just all around chemistry with the offense. I feel like um, um, that time for me is you know. Um, coming up coming up very very soon very close so i'm excited for that do you feel like you're starting to kind of establish a rhythm and kind of a connection with with justin oh yeah 100 mm-hmm. heck yeah man mike williams uh is one of the best jump ball receivers in the nfl and you know we saw in training camp that you have some of that ability to do that as well mm-hmm. do you feel like going up and bringing down those contested catches is something we could kind of see a little bit more from you moving forward oh yeah yeah for sure uh, especially um especially that that I didn't do it as much in college. Um, I feel like I feel like that's like a big point of emphasis. Um, uh, especially being a taller receiver, that's that's um that's almost like a given. Like you, you see a big, tall, athletic receiver, like okay, he's good at the jump ball. Which that 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 wasn't. I'm not gonna say a strong suit of my game, but just yeah. just something I never just really just got all the way into. I was more of the finesse type of player that you see in college. So you know, obviously going to this level, I have to kind of hone in and um you know just uh push more of my game towards that being that uh, tall, athletic jump ball receiver, which you know I can't be. Absolutely, you can. While at TCU, you're one of the most explosive receivers in the country, breaking more tackles than pretty much anyone. How much pride do you take in being a playmaker when that ball is in your hands? Oh yeah, for sure, a lot. Um, that's something that kind of kind of just been in me since I guess like Pee Wee, because um, you know I was I was a running back. I hit my growth spurt late, so uh, I was I came up always being a running back, quarterback, you know, in the backfield. Um, so, so my main, um, my main objective is like playing football. Just is like make somebody miss, make somebody miss. So that was always kind of my thing. I always grew up watching like the, the shorter, faster running back, slot receiver type of guys and stuff. So that was just something that I, that, that I always stuck with me. But yeah, I take a lot of pride in that. Um, uh, seeing I, you know, set you know uh, different records and stuff at TCU. It's always a good feeling. Yeah, it's definitely uh, clear that you were a former running back because <laughs> once you got the ball in your hands, I was like, man, th- this guy wants you to fight him to yeah. get him on the ground. Like yeah. he's trying to make you miss, trying to make you look bad in the open field. Like that's uh, definitely something I noticed when I was watching oh, yeah. you. All right, guys, well, we have more where that came from. More Quentin Johnson on the other side talking about the other guys drafted next to him, the Zay Flowers, the Jackson Smith and Jigbas. To Jordan Addison's one of four consecutive wide receivers taken in the 2023 NFL draft and much more coming up right after this. First, though, I need to talk to you guys about Jace Medical and the Jace case from Jace Medical specifically because 
The Jace case from Jace Medical, the biggest thing is about being prepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency situation. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand when you need it. And I think for me, there's been times, especially with natural disasters and things, I mean, the pandemic going on and where you wonder, hey, am I prepared? What happens if the power doesn't come back on right away, right? What happens if this if that's supposed to only last a couple hours lasts a week? What do I do then? And I have a lot of family members that rely on medication for their well-being and need it to survive. And also just, hey, if something bad happens and you can't get to the hospital, if you can't get to where you need to go, do you have something with you that can help you out in that situation? And that's where the Jace case comes in. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off since you listen to this show by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Promo code LOCKEDON. Quentin, you were part of a rare situation on draft night where you were one of four wide receivers that were taken in the first round with Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Flowers, and Jordan Addison. Only one of them was drafted before you. Do you feel kind of any pressure that you want to show that you were the best wide receiver of that group? Um, I feel like I feel like in that situation, there's really no pressure. Um, uh, at the end of the day, everybody everybody went to where they were supposed to be at the time that they were supposed to go. Um, so you know, um, it's up to me just to kind of. Um, not 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 necessarily being a competition with anybody, but just kind of um, uh, catalyze and expand on my full potential, which I know um, uh, once I reach that level, it'll be something to, something to see for sure. Absolutely. I think we're all excited for that. Yeah. One thing that, you know, has kind of been awesome on your draft days, and when you found out that you were going to get uh, you to catch passes from Justin Herbert, yeah. now that you've kind of had an offseason and a couple of games together, what has impressed you most about your quarterback? Uh, just, just vision, um, vision all around accuracy, um, playmaking ability. As you've seen that last game, um, a lot of times it seemed like he'll, he'll get, um, you know, swallow up in the backfield. He'll come out of it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you've seen specifically one play. He kind of like pump fake the dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Ball, he like ran into his, his own offensive like, lineman. Like yeah. His head, like he was playing basketball. I'm like, you're not really supposed to do that, but like, I'm glad, I'm glad he did. Cause you know, I uh, ended up making a play after that, but not. Yeah, just, you did, man. Just, just little stuff like that is just, is just crazy. And gives you know, um, you know, something that keeps the whole offense going. Well, and those type of plays right there, when your quarterback's kind of working off script, and you know, you have to try to present yourself to the quarterback when they have to make a play, and they go to you, and you make that play. That yeah. is only going to kind of establish that confidence in you that when he's in that moment where he's got to have it, and he's going to throw it to you, that he has trust that you're going to go get it. Oh yeah, for sure. So for I know sure. that's that's big, big, big. Yeah. Another unusual thing that happened uh, right after you got uh, right after the draft uh, is uh, you know you got drafted alongside one of your fellow college teammates Darius oh, Davis. Yeah, How yeah. excited were you when you kind of found out that you guys were going to be able to go to the same team and be able uh, to play together in the NFL? So those so those so those two days of just the draft and then like when that happened it was kind of it was kind of like obviously a surprise to me. Yeah. Um, so I came up the day after the draft, um, came seen the facility and everything. So I was up in the hotel. Um, I was actually asleep and got a call from one of my uh, coaches and like, hey, we got him. I'm like, what you mean you got him? I'm right here, like in the hotel. He's like, nah, we got <laughs> Darius Davis. He was like coming to the facility. I'm like, what? And it was just, it was just crazy because I mean, we just, we just left. We all think we separating, going on our, you know, different journeys, you know, sure. um, you know, at the next level. So just to, so just to have him alongside me, um, with the, with the amount of chemistry and stuff we had in college, 
um, bringing it to this next level, um, you know, on the same jersey, him, uh, it's just a good feeling. Do you think just having somebody you knew, like just from the college level, joining you at the NFL level, gave you some kind of sense of mm -hmm. comfort? You know, maybe yeah, for sure. ease the transition a little bit. Yeah, for sure, made it made it made it a lot easier. Um, you know, obviously coming to a new place, you don't really know anybody. Right. Um, he was he was kind of you know one of the main guys I was you know talking to, filling out the playbook with. Um, and then you know uh, once everybody got you know situated and was able to move and house and stuff, we we lived like five minutes away. away That's from what's each other. up. So we always we always buy each other. So yeah, nah, like I said before, it's it's um it's honestly a blessing because you know um like I said the the chemistry we had in in college was you know something special and I feel like uh, that's something we we're gonna we're gonna um you know continue to show on the field uh, at this level. Hey, no doubt. I mean, Darius has been explosive, man. Yeah, he's so fast. Like he's yeah. so fast. He makes fast people look slow. Yeah, I mean, 100%. He, he he's an absolute weapon, man. And 100%. it's uh, really excited to see you guys playing on the field. This is kind of a not a, a football question here, but more uh, of a you know kind of a food question. So in yes. Texas, Texas has got some great barbecue, man. Some yeah. of the best in, in the United States. In California, there, I think we're probably more so known for our Mexican food. Mm. What have you found coming to LA that is kind of some food that you have never had before that you really like now? Um, I'm not gonna say never had, but just just different. Like you said, uh, obviously, um, Mexican food. I feel like I feel like it's a little bit better out here. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, barbecue. I'm gonna have to side with Texas on that. Hey, one. I'll Texas, give you that. Yeah, yeah I'll give yeah, you that. Can't beat that. But then, but then, um, but then it's like a big debate with Texas and California over like. Uh, with, uh, what's better at a Whataburger and um, In-N-Out, and that's something I've been hearing since I got here. It's like, okay, like let me try. Like, like we have In-N-Out in Texas, but apparently yeah. it's way better out here. Um, but yeah, that's 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 like a big debate. I hear all the time. People always ask me, you know. Okay, well, what is it? What is it? You brought I'm it still, up, so I'm, sti I'm still sticking with Whataburger. Though. <laughs> I'm still sticking with Whataburger. Yeah. I, I'll say this, okay? I love Whataburger's fries. Their fries are top notch. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not really a big fan of in and out fries, but burger yeah. for burger, man, that's a really tough question for it's me, tight. man. It's tight. It's tight no, for sure. Tight. But but fries and just all around meal, I'm going. I'm going Whataburger. Okay, so when you're not playing football, um, what are some of the things that you like to do for fun, man? Like, are you a gamer? Do you like uh, to go to the beach? What do, What do you like to do for fun? Oh, uh, I'm not a I'm not a big gamer. Um, you know, uh, I do have a game system though. So my my little brother, me and him, are kind of just the opposite when it comes to that. I'm not really on a game. He has every game. Um, so I kind of <laughs> I kind of gravitated to it. You know, uh, you know, every now and then uh, I have a PS5. I get on GTA and just you know you know just go on a little spree running from the uh, police and doing all type of <laughs> doing all type of missions and stuff on there. Um, but but I mean, but besides that, um, uh, I'm I'm a I'm a big movie guy. Okay. Uh, I, I, I probably like since I moved in my house and watched about 50 movies. Like I'm just back to back. Like I'm studying, take a break, cut the movie on. So I'm just going back and forth with that. Um, but other than that, I like to um, I like to go out, you know, go on walks, go shopping, um, you know, kind of just be outdoors. Cool, man. That's awesome. I mean, I'm sure you're enjoying that weather. It's a little bit in contrast to the Texas yeah, weather where yeah. if you don't like it, just wait. It's going <laughs> to yeah, change. Way better for sure. <laughs> One of the things that was kind of very apparent watching you on film was just how explosive you are for your size. There's not a lot of wide receivers in the league that kind of have your unique skill set. Is there anyone in the league that, you know, played either past or present that you kind of grew up trying to pattern your game after? Um, It's hard. It's hard to just kind of just 100 percent pattern uh my game because i feel like it's just so different but guys that i've grew up watching um as far as like explosiveness and stuff uh, like i said i hit my growth spurt late so yeah. i was, I was, I was uh, always watching guys like deshaun jackson Tavon okay. Austin, just very just shifty explosive stuff like yeah. that um uh, on the taller side um i, uh, I was watching you know Devontae adams his footwork um, I, I always got to go back to the ogs randy Morris, yeah. uh guys like that calvin johnson um and then uh, i feel like um kind of 
before I got drafted, uh, I was I was watching the younger guys. So like, you know, the Justin Jefferson and stuff like that, just the tall, you know, lankier guys, yeah. you know, with my build. Um, that's 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 doing real things on the field that's making yes, really, sir. really amazing plays. So um just just watching guys like that always gives me motivation, uh, you know, uh, going into my next game. No doubt. Hey, Q, thank you so much for the time, man. We really appreciate it. Now you got to get off to meetings, but I know uh, I can speak for all Charger fans when we say we are very excited to see what you're going to do for the Chargers yeah, this year. I appreciate you. All right. Take care, man. All right. Man, that was so awesome. Sometimes you just have to pinch yourself, you know, when you have these moments getting to cover the Chargers like we get to do and getting their first round pick on. A shout out to Quentin Johnston when he says his breakout come game is coming. I tend to believe him, man. I mean, it seems like he has the right attitude. It seems like he's, you know, things are starting to click for him in this Chargers offense with this Chargers playbook. But there's more on today's show because we have the Friday injury report and there's some good news and some bad news. It looks like Derwin James, Austin Eckler, fully back for this Monday night football game against the Cowboys. While Lohi Gilman and most importantly, Joey Bosa still could be a little bit off. We'll talk about that coming up right after this. I do need to tell you guys about Prize Picks, which is daily fantasy made easy. I've been playing daily fantasy for a long time, and the biggest thing for me, especially the frustrations I ran into early on, was just I kept picking teams to go up against other teams, and they were almost all identical, right? Like I'd be trying to vote for like the one different guy I have than the opponent has, right? And I'm also like, hey, is that like a computer or something I'm going up against? I never knew. Price picks is totally different. With price picks, all you have to do is pick two or more players and pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. And the more entries that you hit on, the more you can win. And if you hit on all six, you win up to 25 times your money. You hit six of those entries you feel good about, 25 times your money. Plus, price picks always has crazy promotions going on, but my favorite easily is the Taco Tuesday, right? With price picks, you get to discount select players' projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So instead of Justin Herbert throwing for 400 yards, right, the projection will be 300 yards on Taco Tuesday. So you can get that discounted projection for your winnings that are coming. And for this upcoming game against the Cowboys, you can go with Justin Herbert, more or less than 283 and a half passing yards. Or if you want to go CD Lamb, hopefully you go less than on the 69 and a half pass or receiving yards for him. But all you guys have to do since you listen to this show, we have a deal for you. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use the code LOCKDOWNNFL for a deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash NFL with the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for that deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, David. Well, we have a little bit of an extra show here today. So glad that we got the Quentin Johnston interview today. And make sure you guys are back here, most importantly, for the keys for success and our final predictions for this Cowboys game on Monday morning that's coming out. And then make sure you're back with us on Monday night as we do our live show to recap what happens in the Chargers' first primetime game of the season. So much to be excited about, so much to be worried about. It should be a great game on Monday Night Football, but a lot of it's going to come down to who is playing for the Chargers. And I think when we first looked at this game, we were hoping the bye week right would save the Chargers we would see pretty much everyone back in action that we didn't know was already going to be out for a long time. And then you see, you know, Friday's injury report, which is basically a Saturday injury report. You know, it's everything's all messed up. Really a yeah. Thursday injury report on a normal right. week. But this is a full practice day, so you're hoping to see guys out there. And, of course, coming off of bye week, the Chargers have 10 players on their injury list. Not ideal, but most guys were fully participating. Austin Eckler. Yeah, Derwin James, Justin Herbert, Trey Pipkins, Rashawn Slater, 
all having a full week of practice so far. You did have Nick Williams, who was a DNP on Friday after practicing early on the week. That does not bode well for his chances on Monday Night Football. Something must have happened during this week of practice, which isn't great. And Alohi Gilman and Joey Bosa haven't been back at practice all week. But let's start with the good news, David. Let's start with the positive part of it here. Austin Eckler and Derwin James look like they're fully ready to go for Monday Night Football in a giant matchup. Hallelujah, first of all. I mean, having Austin Eckler back is massive. I mean, the Chargers rushing attack, I mean... It hasn't been there. It's just been no. kind of kind of been not since week one, non-existent. I mean, yeah. ever since Austin went out, I mean, Josh Kelly and, and Isaiah Spiller did their best to try to pick up the, the slack. But there's just no replacing Austin. I mean, he's just such a dynamic football player. And it's not just what he does with the ball in his hands as a rusher. He is that outlet receiver uh, as a as a you know running back in the flats. And in pass protection, I mean, he's one of the best pass protecting running backs in the NFL, which is hilarious because he's probably one of the smallest running backs in the NFL. But shortest, as you've heard many least, times, shortest. Sure, yeah, <laughs> shortest. He, he's de- he's definitely he's thick for thick. sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sure, as you've heard many, many times, Austin Eckler is pound for pound, one of the strongest guys on the team and in the NFL, and he just gets it. He understands where he needs to be. He is an excellent pass protector. So you get all of that playmaking ability back, and that is going to be great for this Chargers offense. Absolutely. And I think the nice thing is you feel like you're getting all of him back, right? Like- yes. You're not feeling like you're you're getting him back after he limited participated one time during practice during the right. week and that you're getting, you know, an 80% Austin Eckler where he might not be 100%. I'd say most guys on this team aren't going to be 100% the rest of the season. Then that's just kind of how it goes, right? But yeah. like, to me, this is about getting a chess piece back on both sides of the ball. I'm no glad doubt. you brought up the receiving part of it because there hasn't been a Chargers running back who has been a factor in the receiving game so far this season, right? They ran all over the Dolphins in week one. Yeah. But since Austin Eckler's left, You don't have that creativity coming out of the backfield. You don't have that guy that you can dump it off to, and he's going to turn a five-yard catch into a 25-yard catch. That's what Austin Eckler brings to the table. The missed tackle forcing that he brings, obviously, is zero to none as far as who he has left on this roster when he's not out there. And then with the Derwin James part of it, (laughs) let me just shock maybe some listeners. The Chargers have a better chance against the Dallas Cowboys with Derwin James in the lineup. Derwin James, especially, you know, with a guy maybe we feel a little bit better about and Dean Marlowe, I think makes you feel a lot better about this game. I mean, it looks like that could be it. We'll talk about a Louis Gilman, but we could have, you know, Derwin James and Dean Marlowe back there as a starting safeties. Maybe it's Raheem Lane, but the Chargers were missing their top three safeties against the Raiders. Yeah. So to get an all pro like this back, David, it's hard to quantify because the Chargers are going to need Derwin not only to play, but have a big game to have a chance against the Cowboys. I mean, I think bringing up Dean Marlowe is the reason why you're happy to have Derwin James back because I feel like Dean Marlowe is a guy that on the back end you can trust to be where he's supposed to be. He can be that good la- uh, last line of defense type of defender. He's a strong tackler. He's a guy who, you know, he knows what he needs to do out there. So yeah. that allows Derwin James to be closer to the line of scrimmage and be the guy that is rushing the quarterback and the guy who's playing kind of as an extra linebacker, being physical at the line of scrimmage. That's what you're able to do. I mean, because you don't want to have to pigeonhole Derwin James and put him in one spot because he does so many different things well. He impacts the game a lot of different ways. Having a veteran back there that you're able to trust allows you to use Derwin James more effectively. Let's get to a little bit of the worst part of this injury report. The fact that neither Alohi Gilman or 
Joey Bosa has been able to practice yet is a little surprising to me. I, I mean, the last yeah. time we saw Joey Bosa on the injury report before the game against the Raiders because he missed that game, it said hamstring and toe. Now it just says toe. We haven't heard anything really, any specifics about it, you know, but if it's turf toe or something like that, that sucks. I mean, it's something that it takes a while to heal, something you can try and moderate and play through to a certain extent, but something that's extremely uncomfortable. And I guess we should be celebrating the fact that it's just a toe and not a hamstring and a toe at this point. But I was really thinking he would be back. I mean, he wasn't even ruled out. I mean, I think he was doubtful for the last game, but I mean, he... They left it up to the last second to, before actually just truly ruling him out of that game. And then the Lowy Gilman thing, I think the frustrating thing is after the game against the Vikings in week three, where he got injured, you have Brandon Steely saying just bumps and bruises. Like, that bothers me. And, and I know yeah. he's not incentivized to give you the lowdown and give you the full details on it. But, like, someone shouldn't be missing two games, especially with a bye week in the middle, if it's just bumps and bruises, right? So, like... right. It's crazy, and I think it sucks because you would like to think, hey, you have Alohi Gilman and Derwin James and Dean Marlowe. That's a three I think you can feel good about. But I do want to focus on the Joey Bosa part of it here, David, because I do think going up against this Downways Cowboys offensive line that is getting healthier, unfortunately, when the Chargers are you know going Always, up against them. Every time. You need all the pass rush you can get, and I just think it sucks that it's another season where we can't get away from talking about Joey Bosa and the injuries. Yeah, and I mean, for me, I'm a big Joey Bosa guy. I mean, I I see his his effectiveness when he's on the field. I see the impact that he makes. He has three sacks and three tackles for loss in limited snaps in three games that he's played. So basically like one and a half games worth of snaps, basically. Yeah, exactly. When he's on the field, he's making plays. He is an impact player, and I get it. I mean, there's a guy making $30 million a year, and you don't know if he's going to be in the lineup or out of the lineup. It just seems like injuries are starting to be – what is writing Joey Bosa's story at the NFL level. It's a guy that has a ton of potential, has a ton of ability, is one of the best pure technicians at the edge rusher position in the NFL. But if you can't be on the field, you can't help me. So Joey Bosa, hopefully this is another week where he's able to get that right. Hopefully it's an injury that can get right. And that's not something that's nagging that's going to hold him out or, you know, put him less than 100% all season long. Yeah, so these are two big names to monitor. Both have been working off to the side, according to Daniel Popper, who's out there. At the yeah, practice. doing but individual drills. Yeah. To keep in mind, well, I think individual drills would be limited, but I well, think it's Popper said he was doing with, it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's fully doing them, though. That's yeah. probably where the, the distinction comes in, right? Yeah. Because if, if he's doing enough of it, they're going to put him limited. as limited because they yeah. have to. Uh, but it seems like, you know, maybe we see them tomorrow on a Saturday practice, a rear Saturday practice where we see them, you know, some progress being made there. But the other thing Hopefully. to consider is the Chargers have a short week against the Kansas City Chiefs coming after this. right? Oh, so yeah. it's like you have to think that that might play a factor in it. No game you can give up. But if it's close, you wonder if that kind of creeps into their mind a little bit. More good news to kind of wrap things up here, David. Donald Parham not only back in practice, back in practice in a full capacity, which is huge because I thought for yeah. a second he broke his wrist. So to see oh, him yeah. back out there in a full capacity, I love to see it, and that's huge for the Chargers' red zone offense. Well, seeing some good injury news for Donald Parham Jr. is such a nice, refreshing change. I mean, He's not going to miss the game, it looks like, which is cool. It's it's great, I mean, and especially now where he's had a, a lot of injuries he's had to overcome but now he's starting to get used the way he's supposed to be used. The yeah. guy who's six foot eight should be a red zone monster, and he is. He has three red zone touchdowns already this year. Literally half his catches have gone for touchdowns. It's yeah, three unbelievable. Three and four games is a pretty good pace. His, his ratio is unbelievable. But having him back, 
Uh, and, you know, being able to continue to target him in the red zone, hopefully maybe a little bit more getting towards the end zone because he's in a really sneaky yards after catch threat. I mean, a guy yeah. that big shouldn't be able to move the way he moves, but being having him on the field healthy and ready to go for Monday Night Football is great news for Justin Herbert in this Chargers offense. And we'll see what his effectiveness is because, yes, it's good to have a healthy wrist when you have Justin Herbert hurling, you know, yeah. fireballs at you. Yeah. Uh, but also part of being a tight end is being able to block too, right? And if yeah. your wrist isn't totally right, that's going to be a huge detriment to you as far as being able to get the leverage on guys that you need to to move guys out of the way or to seal the block and, you know, do things like that to help in the running game. So I bet you'll probably be split out wide a lot coming back from this, but full participation and only we've only seen one game of the Chargers having Austin Eckler and Donald Parham in the red zone, probably their two best red zone weapons. And they put up 34 in that first game against the Dolphins. So excited to see that and excited to see you guys back with us on Monday for our keys and prediction show. Thank you to everyone who checked out this one for the big Quentin Johnson interview. We appreciate all of you guys and appreciate the Chargers for making him available to us. He was awesome and had a great attitude about it. Thank you to David for still being a guest booker extraordinaire, but that is going to wrap things up for today's show to make sure you don't miss big shows like today. Go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find the show every day on all of our social media. You can find us on Twitter at LockdownLAC, me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, and David Drogemeyer at DrotalkSD, as well as on Instagram at Lockdown Chargers and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. We will be back with you guys on Monday with the keys and predictions, but also Monday night for the live game recap. Hopefully, we're talking about a big win on Monday Night Football. That should be a very, very fun show if the Chargers can get it done, but win or lose, we will be there. But make sure you guys are back here with us on Monday, your team every day. We will talk to you then. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.